Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. Botox Cosmetic, out of botulinum toxin A, FDA approved for over 20 years. So, talk to your specialist to see if Botox Cosmetic is right for you. For full prescribing information, including boxed warning, visit BotoxCosmetic.com or call 877-351-0300. Remember to ask for Botox Cosmetic by name. To see for yourself and learn more, visit BotoxCosmetic.com. That's BotoxCosmetic.com. So give us some more examples of great Catholic scenes. Whew. Okay, so I can tell you ones that I've done, my favorite ones. Yes, the please. first, the first like big Catholic scene that I did was at um, another party, and I actually purchased like a full-on habit. Great. Uh, so I have that in my closet. So was it? So it's like you you got it from like the nun catalog. So. Unfortunately, there isn't really a nun catalog. Okay. There are, they exist for priests. Huh. Like you can order priest garb from catalogs and the internet. But I, at least when I bought this, I could not find one for nuns. Someone on... Nuns who are listening to this. Yeah. Get at us. Let's go. Where do you (laughs) buy this stuff? And even when I just went to Rome this past year and there are so many stores that sell priest vestments. None for the nuns. But I think they just make their own stuff. Right. But I found a shop on Etsy that sells pretty close. Uh, I don't know if they're replicas or if... I don't know who's making these things, but they're, like, pretty legit. So I bought one, and my partner was the schoolgirl, and I caught her passing a note in class, or someone caught her passing a note in class, and she had to come to, like, the head nun's office sure. to get in trouble. And so, and this is part of why Catholicism is like a never ending resource for <laughs> honestly everything dirty, but the punishment and the person in charge uh, corrupting and taking advantage of oh, yes. Yes, the younger or person less experienced, which could be like the head nun in the the lesser nun, the priest and the schoolboy, you know, yeah. et cetera. So we were a in, priest and a nun. Yes, priest yeah, and nun. Yeah, there's lots of hierarchies. Yeah. Pope and... Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, because there's like anyone. a whole... There's like a... <laughs> Pope and bishop. <laughs> right. Yeah, she came to my office. Let me see if I, if I remember what I did. I made her recite a, the sinner's prayer. Okay. Um, And then... That sounds right. I, yeah, I have a... Silice, which is uh, something that Catholics who are really serious about self-punishment, mm. self-flagellation is... Well, it was when you flog yourself. Yeah, when you flog yourself. But the overall category of harming yourself or restricting something uh, for, you know, to be more spiritual or holy is called mortification of the flesh. Right. I've heard of mortification <laughs> of the flesh. Yeah. <laughs> so, um It's so I mean <laughs> I mean, so this is why I, this is why this topic 
appealed to me because, you know, there's certainly melodrama. Oh, yeah. It's very campy. There's a lot of camp potential. Absolutely. Yeah. So um, a lot of theater. (laughs) I had a ceviche, which is a a, like a spiky garter. Whoa. Yeah. So you you hit it and it is, you know, the Opus Dei priests will wear them. It's for self-punishment. So I have two of those now, but one of them I actually ordered from like the Italian nuns. Great. So it's like authentic. And I think she was wearing that and I was like beating it and making her bleed and beating her with the Bible. And then she had to, I I essentially like choked her with grape juice, which was supposed to be blood. Sure. So I like poured it down my, like in... <laughs> In Dust Till Dawn, when Selma Hayek pours the drink down her foot, uh-huh. I, like, did that with the wine. Great. And she was, like, choking on it. And then because she she was bleeding from being beaten, I the Bible was getting blood all over it. Great. So I, like, ripped out the bloody pages and, and stuffed them in her mouth. Great. Oh, my God. It was great. There may have been more, but I don't remember. That... <laughs> You've got my attention. <laughs> yes. So I made her repent for her sins. Sure. As one does. And then another really fun scene I can remember is me and two other women went to a, la- a mass, a Catholic mass in Latin. Whoa. At the Church of the Holy Innocents. Two of us were like church ladies and we were actually all dressed like church ladies. We got the third person who her husband, you know, just travels all the time. So she's all alone. So we brought her home with us to show her how to really pray. Yeah, yeah. You know, what we were we were being very charitable. We went <laughs> we went to mass and like got communion, which had been the first time I've done that in so long. And then went home to pray and we taught her how to pray. Do you have any do you have any tips you'd like to share yeah, with us? So that can involve lots of things. Orgasms. Great way to pray. Yeah, closer to closer to God. Definitely brings you closer to God. And it's funny because when people, you know, have learned their whole life how to pray, like you get on your knees and you just, you say the Our Father, the Hail Mary. They don't yeah. know. They've been doing it wrong the entire time. <laughs> God, you're cracking me up. <laughs> so, but the, the most fun part of that night was we got home and and me and my friend who were like the tops in this situation, like the teaching the other person how to pray we we like took her clothes off and and found that she had stuffed a rosary in her pussy amazing <laughs> she was wearing it all night <laughs> amazing yes oh so good let's talk about nuns yes so i don't think you need to be a rocket scientist to understand the idea that like if you have a group of women who take a vow of celibacy and live together <laughs> and wear outfits that hide basically everything about their bodies. Right. That the curiosity about what it's what that experience of what is the word aestheticism self-denial and self-control or like devotion or whatever like what like what that experience is like but also the desire to 
corrupt someone who has like devoted themselves to innocence or purity or whatever like i mean i can i can i can understand the appeal of corruption oh yes can you speak to that (laughs) yeah Yeah. that in in and of itself and that lends itself to like other scenes that i've done that aren't catholic the idea of corruption yeah like age play sure that type of stuff is really interesting um but it is always present in Catholicism. Nuns specifically is even more fun because it's it's true. Like, they're all lesbians. This is documented and true. Tell me more. <laughs> Tell me more. <laughs> I recently read a book called Lesbian Nuns Breaking Silence. Okay. That... I'm, okay. <laughs> And I learned that they actually, um, if you live in um, a convent, they have a term for this. And so say you're a young 19-year-old and you graduated high school and you're like, yes, this is my calling in life. I'm going to become a nun. And you get a a best, you make make it to the convent and you suddenly have a best friend and you're inseparable. A best best friend. friend. And it's not Jesus. No. It's a fellow nun. It's a fellow nun. And even if this relationship is completely innocent the older nuns will tell you we advise against particular friends so the term particular friends <laughs> is code for lesbians oh my god inside of i don't know if it's like all of the clear clergy or like just the nuns i mean i'm sure they know about it but so a lot of the stories and these were all like true stories from a lot of different ex-nuns who are now lesbians. And they all say, it, literally almost every story is exactly the same. And when they're young, because they never knew about, like, being gay is not an option. Sure. So you go to the convent, and you're probably there because you're gay and you just don't know it yet. Right. You know, I had no interest in boys ever. So, so I, I must, might as well yeah. be married to Jesus. Right. God must be calling me to be a nun. So they get there and they make a best friend and the older nuns are like, no, no, no. You have to devote all your time to Jesus. No, no particular friendships. And then, you know, years pass and they end up fucking their, be- their nun best friends. And then they're like, oh, that's what particular <laughs> friendships mean. That's definitely yeah, a none, thing. Yeah, none, 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 <laughs> none, none, none desire. Because then you're like corrupting each other or one of you is seducing and the other is succumbing yes yeah yeah it's great but the the idea of like the taboo of we're not supposed to do this and literally we will burn in hell if we do this yeah i mean it makes it makes it more stark when you're like extra super devoted to that idea right yeah Yeah. like the oppression of it all like you know you're supposed to be celibate and you're literally married to jesus but you don't have sex with him and you don't have sex with yourself one of the nuns in the book actually ended up staying a nun but somehow living with her like life partner yeah and she rationalized it by creating her own definition of celibacy (laughs) yeah which is like celibacy of my like my spiritual self so like she fucks, <laughs> but convenient. yeah, she keeps she keeps her soul pure or whatever. I mean, I'm keeping my soul pure too. 
I mean, I wonder if it's also that that thing where people are like, oh, you can like, you're not losing your virginity if you do it in the butt. Oh, yeah. Or you're not losing your virginity if it's with a girl. Yeah. Yeah. It's probably like that. Yeah. Which sucks because then it's like, it's not as legit mm-hmm. of sex but then it's also kind of like using the catholic heteronormativity against it and being like yeah. i can totally be a nun i'm not having the kind of sex that you say that i'm not supposed to have specifically right i guess they probably say that you're specifically not supposed to have lesbian sex either there's only like one mention of of lesbianism in the bible so what does it say i think it just briefly and it's in the Old Testament. Okay. And the Song of Solomon. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And it. Otherwise, it, very sexy I text. Think, I think, if I'm remembering this correctly. And it says, like, you just, like, can't lay with women like you would lay with a man. All right. Well. <laughs> Something. It, it actually might even be more vague than that. Probably is. Yeah. But it's, it's definitely, like, the, the man, man on man is maybe a level you get sent a level deeper into hell than you do if you just well so speaking of hell (laughs) what do you think about are you into like eroticizing the devil so i do i do sometimes do scenes like that as well and like shout out to bad dragon i have a demon dick great and it is my favorite dildo ever. What do you love? It's about just like it? a casual everyday dildo. <laughs> <laughs> well, what do you love? What do you love about it? What do you love about the, this demon dick? Um, no, the shape of it is actually like incredible. Oh. Yeah. Oh, uh, like feel like feel like not just visually, but like feeling wise. Yeah. Oh, cool. It's unreal. So I have well, I have that, and then I also have like a crucifix dildo. Yeah. So like. I've done, you know, like, if you've been a bad girl this week, you get the crucifix dildo. If you've been a a good girl, you get the demon dick because you're getting corrupted. (laughs) Good is bad and bad is good. Yeah. Yeah. There's an end to every situation that involves, like, you know, one or the other. Cool. That's fun. Are you into, like possession and exorcism and yeah yeah yeah, i can see it in your face i've done exorcist scenes those are really fun too especially when you like i mean the person who performs the exorcism is the priest sure yeah so those can get really fun i i would think it would be really fun to like be the possessed person yeah when i bottomed a long time ago one of the first like pretty intense scenes i did was an exorcism scene and i was like oh shit that was actually before the church that was even before the church party that was the- maybe that was the beginning beginning of it all <laughs> when you were first possessed <laughs> yes <laughs> cool yeah. and the the possession lends itself to like you know you were doing all of these horrible things and like you need to be you have to be exercised, which could involve mi- a million different things. Yeah. Any number of fucked up things. Yeah. Yeah. But also, you're not then responsible for your actions. <laughs> right? right? Because it's the demon that is saying your mother sucks cocks in hell and... Right. Like, crab walking up and down the stairs, et cetera, et cetera. Exactly. Yeah. Fucking yourself with the crucifix. Yes. Yeah. So what about... Corporal punishment. (laughs) (laughs) 
Oh, yes. I told you that Catholicism <laughs> leaves me cold, but I, you know, some related things are interesting to me. Yeah. So back, bringing it back to mortification of the flesh. Yes. Thinking about suffering as like a spiritual experience. Tell me more. <laughs> yeah. And I mean, I know a lot of masochists who feel this way. I can't quite relate, but I can relate on the other side. So can I read you a little a little Bible verse here? I, uh, that would be a first. It would be a first for why are people into that? But uh, please go okay. ahead. For if you live according to the flesh, you will die. But if by the spirit you put to death the misdeeds of the body, you will live. So that's Romans 8.13. And are you a fan of that one? Yeah. So there's a lot of talk about the flesh and the body and what is to be done and what shouldn't be done and how to save your soul by beating yourself if you have an impure thought. Yeah. Uh, which is great, but it is even more fun if someone else does it to you, you know? <laughs> fun and probably also effective. Yes. Totally. So the corporal punishment, like, what is the the movie about Jesus? That the Last one? Temptation of Christ? No, the one that came out. Life of Brian. No. Uh, Where it, Jim Caviezel is like. Oh, The Passion the of Passion Christ? The Passion of the Christ. Okay. So if you've seen that, that scene in The Passion of the Christ where Christ is getting, like, whipped with, like, that spiky flogger whatever that thing is yeah, like yeah. that is so hot mm. and i wish i mean i wish that i could do that but i think that the the punishment aspect of it is one of the most fun things punishment i mean it, it makes me think about also the idea of like masochism as a spiritual experience it makes me think of like by being beaten you can show devotion to either like the priest or to God or you're or you're also like like cleansing yourself. So it's sort of like it's like a spiritual detox. Yes. Being absolved. You're like seeking absolution from the authority figure who can give it to you or or you're being coerced or forced to be beaten. Maybe you're not pursuing that like feeling of being cleansed, like maybe you're a schoolgirl or a school, a Catholic schoolgirl or Catholic schoolboy, and you like need to be taught. You need to have the sin beaten out of you, or you right. need to have, or you've you've misbehaved, or you've had an imperfect thought, or you were like masturbating, or you were like fucking a girl, or you were <laughs> sucking dick, or whatever, and you need to like be beaten as like negative reinforcement like right. like punishment in the truest or discipline in the truest sense of the word yeah which is obviously something that we associate with nuns and other authority figures in right the church and that also has like a, a sense of like humiliation yes probably also like the intimacy of like, probably a lot of very like sexually frustrated people who have taken vows of celibacy are like taking out their, like, sexual aggression by, like, punishing right. people. Yeah. And and that is... So it, it starts, I guess, like, biblically. Biblically, it was 
you would punish yourself. Right. And a lot of super, super religious sects still do that, like the Opus Dei. So you can buy these special floggers that like you whip yourself with on the back and the ceviche that goes around your thigh and there's these spiky belts and hair shirts oh yeah hair shirts yeah which is like i would like to try one on because i feel like that doesn't that wouldn't really be maybe it's like a slow torture yeah yeah, or, you know, sleep uh, sleeping on a stone bench or on the floor when you could be in your nice bed because it's like, oh, I have to, Cause you're so I have bad. to cleanse myself. Right, the- right. Or I just, I have to, I feel so guilty about being such a bad person. <laughs> right. <laughs> and yeah, and then like the discipline in the church is like, you know, I heard stories of my dad in Catholic school getting hit by the nuns and being like pretty severely beaten and then that corporal punishment is i think always shameful if it's if it's not you know consensual in a kinky way negotiated which then could also be shameful maybe that's the point (laughs) it's a different configuration yeah yeah so all of that can be used and eroticized but the the discipline and the humiliation are also really great things like if if you are into um being you know told what a dirty slut you are that's a great way to incorporate humiliation and corporal punishment you have to be beaten or whipped for being such a slut in school you were talking about ritual mm-hmm. i guess that there's something simple and relaxing about the idea that like catholics definitely think that being slutty is bad yes so you don't and there's not this vague like well i've been socialized in this horophobic society it's like no there's this like ancient belief that these acts are bad and like you know and then there's also this sort of like fucked up element of like the patriarchy mm-hmm. interpreting that it's like actually maybe not bad at all it's just powerful people exploiting their power over you which i suppose then brings us to the elephant in the room of mm-hmm. eroticizing catholicism which is the very real issue of Catholic leaders sexually exploiting people that they have power over, which is fucked up. Yes. And also things that are fucked up are hot. That is very true. (laughs) (laughs) Do you have any thoughts on sexual exploitation? Yeah. By, Uh, by powerful people in the church. It's terrible. And I think more people are talking about it now, but everyone knows that it's been going on forever what's the deal with that man i don't know yeah i'm not sure what the maybe i mean i have i have theories that no one talked to each other about anything besides the weather before like 10 years ago right so (laughs) maybe it's that a change in generations people now realize like oh like this isn't okay and i need to talk about this yeah like you said that fucked up things are hot yeah I guess, like, going back to corporal punishment there is, like, also the idea of, like, tests of endurance or, like, 
wanting to be like the most holy right. or the most pure and like demonstratively the most holy. So like, oh, I can like lash myself more than anybody else. Therefore, I am like the closest to God or yeah. like I am the winner of the spiritual right uh, race. Yes. Whatever that is. Yeah. That might be that might be totally a thing. The more time you spend in your hair shirt. Right. The you know, higher your chances are of getting into heaven. Yeah. Yeah. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at Bluenile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds. And they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. This November, The Pleasure Chest is holding their sexiest sale of the year. If you've been a long time wire people into that listener, you know that holiday shopping drives me bananas and I do everything I can to avoid it. But I'm really happy to be sponsored by The Pleasure Chest because I truly think if there's one thing to get you through the stress of this season, it's saving money on the things that bring you real joy, like vibrators. Starting Wednesday, November 27th and running through Monday, December 2nd, you can get 20% off anything on pleasurechest.com. That's dildos, butt plugs, books, DVDs, lube, kink gear, and so much more of the best pleasure products out there. Plus, all Fun Factory toys will be 25% off during that stretch. And you get free shipping if you place your order on Cyber Monday. Remember, that's Monday, December 2nd. And don't forget, as always, the Pleasure Chest's weekly Pleasure Ed workshops are free and open to adults 18 and older of all genders, sexual orientations, and relationship statuses. Follow at Pleasure Chest stores on Instagram and Twitter for up-to-the-minute info on their free weekly workshops in New York City, Los Angeles, and Chicago. There's workshops on hand sex, double penetration, threesomes, and so much more. Fall in lust this autumn with the Pleasure Chest. And now, on with the show. Um, there's a show on Netflix called The Keepers. Oh, I don't know about it. <sighs> <laughs> so it's a terrible story about priest, or a ring more like, in Baltimore, in the Archdiocese in Baltimore. And this nun finds out what they're doing, and she ends up getting killed. And it's like, and it's all true. So it's like, it was an, a nun school, and they were pretty young, and the priest was the therapist. Oh, God. Uh, yeah, I know. Trigger warning. He was molesting certain kids that he knew were vulnerable because he was the therapist. Yeah, that's what predators do. Right. So he would say things like, have them you know, come to his office and be like, tell me about what's going on at home. And then be like, okay, well, you know, for your penance this week for talking back to your mom, you have to suck my dick. God, I have no, I have no trouble like repeating over and over and over again that like there is a difference between like the exploitation of power, which is not okay. Not okay. And 
eroticizing and reclaiming and re reusing re, re, reducing <laughs> recycling <laughs> and, and closing the fucking loop man that 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 has the potential for healing yeah. actually and yeah re reclaiming mm. that power and it's just like other kinds of age play and consensual non-consent that that we've talked about it makes sense that we would eroticize religious authorities in this way because the whole point of religious authority is that they're like not only am i in charge but i get my power from the highest power right they're emboldened by literally a god i watched the keepers and several people have been like the show's really fucked up christine but it made me feel things so (laughs) it might make you feel things and i watched it and i was like this is so awful yeah but i am so turned on yeah and also i've done many of these things <laughs> you just have to like in it. scenes you lot. mean yeah. yeah yeah like a lot of the stuff that happened to these people who are telling their stories in real life i was like i haven't ever seen this but like i i already did that in like this you know negotiated power exchange yeah, where yeah. I was the priest and somebody else was the schoolgirl. I guess there's scene. also like a fun queering oh, element yeah. of like the fact that women aren't allowed right? Yeah. Women aren't allowed to be priests? Being a priest is fucking hot. It's <laughs> so hot. What's hot about it? <laughs> I don't really fuck with gender a lot. I think that actually is maybe the only time that I've ever done that but i mean i guess being a daddy is fucking with gender totally but i don't see myself oh yes um, you identify as a femme daddy yeah. yeah i identify as a daddy um and like when i'm daddy i guess i feel like less woman and more something else interesting and so priest is like priest is daddy priest is holy daddy so yeah and and especially if you're like dressing the part like i would not wear something like that (laughs) so it's very different and being like in a role if you're role playing like role playing the part of a man feels very different like a priest feels very different than a nun totally yeah in the aesthetics, everything is gold and oh, yes. everything is embellished and beautiful. And like, you know, the Catholic Church has billions and probably maybe trillions of dollars. So everything's beautiful, um, unless you're like the lowliest of priests and you don't have any gold. But but it's also a very clear, like, again, demonstration of power, like the shinier your outfit, the more powerful you are. And again, you get that power from God. Right. So that means that you're closer to God. Yeah. God has, like, granted you good fortune or whatever. I don't know. Does Catholic God do that? Yeah. And it's, you know, supposed to not be classist or anything like that. Right, right. But... Because you're pure. Totally. Yeah. The aesthetics of Catholicism, it's very, like, pageantry. Sure. And uh, camp. Yes. I mean, that makes me think 
that it's just gay. (laughs) (laughs) Like the faggotry of Catholicism. Like you, if you imagine like most of these nuns are lesbians, you would have to think most of the priests are gay and they probably love these outfits. They probably love the outfits. And going back to what we were saying about the lesbian nuns, repression is fucking bad. Yeah. It's bad news. Terrible. So it makes sense that people who take a vow of celibacy that they think is a good idea actually just end up feeling fucking frustrated to put it mildly yeah and they either pour that into exploitative sadism corporal punishment (laughs) right or fancy gold leaf yes like caftans or whatever (laughs) that's fine and then oh you know or worse you know the or they like pour their repression into like something like much more exploitative and worse so another aspect of that is this is a funny thing that i just learned also from this book called god's beauty parlor (laughs) which is a literally a book about the bible being gay um, and it's by this gay theologian, Stephen D. Moore. There's like three parts of the book, but one of them talks about how I'm going to bring this back to leather culture. So part of the book talks about how the images of Jesus, like pre-World War II, were really soft. Huh. Like Jesus was the boy and God was his daddy, right? <laughs> so he's <laughs> he's like playing with lambs in the field and like looking out onto the onto the horizon like very soft face and features so at some point during around 1950 the catholic church decides i'm sure with help or pressure from maybe the government whatever the catholic church decides oh jesus is too soft yeah we're going to commission some artists to make boy jesus into daddy jesus oh my god <laughs> so the images of Jesus start to change and he's more like masculine and his facial features are more like angular and there's this one specific painting where there's a boy that's steering a boat and Jesus is behind him like looking super daddy and he's like pointing out like telling him which way to, to steer the boat they did this because it's like wartime and they have right. the troops going overseas with little wallet size like pictures of Jesus. So imagine all of these soldiers like that have daddy Jesus like postered, you know, on their barracks and then leather culture. Ah, uh, yes. Okay. I I don't think that's a coincidence. I see because because a lot of the uniforms and rituals and protocol of leather culture comes from men coming home from World War Two. Yeah. And like fucking getting it on in the Yeah. Seaport. Yep. Bars. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I just picture like the pre like precursor to like Tom of Finland. Sure. Somewhere, yeah, somewhere in the world who's, like, jerking off in bed, looking up at the wall at a picture of Daddy Jesus. Wow. Yeah. I mean, I guess if you don't have any other pictures. (laughs) Right? Because you're not looking at your girlfriend that you left at home. No. No. All you've got is Jesus. Right. 
Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, I also had this conversation recently about like why Catholicism is so eroticized in I think it's safe to say Western, modern Western culture to the point that it's almost like a joke or a cliche. Like, first of all, the Catholic schoolgirl. Yeah. Even even the like the latex nun or the sexy nun. Right. Maybe to a certain degree the like horny priest, although that one's probably become a bit more distasteful lately. Yeah. Even even the idea of like self flagellation or corporal punishment, I think is like tacitly or almost like humorously accepted mm-hmm. as like, oh yeah, of course, like people get off on this. Mm-hmm. I'm not aware of as much of that with like eroticizing Hasidic or Orthodox Jewish rituals. Right. I know a lot of horny Hasidic Orthodox men. I don't see a lot of like eroticizing the wigs, uh, right. you know, or or anything like that. And I, I I definitely don't know a lot about like eroticizing Islam or right. other religion, like other global religions. Mm-hmm. Like I I just don't. And so I mean, my theory is that the reason that we eroticize Catholicism so much is because of how powerful the Catholic Church has been and how sadistic and Mm -hmm. colonial and fucked up they've been. What do you think about that? I I would have said the same thing. I mean, some of those other religions are pretty widespread, but just the power of the Catholic Church throughout the world and the role that it's played in colonialism and, like, Like the fucking uh, Spanish Inquisition. Right. All of these terrible things, like how many people have died for specifically the God that Catholics worship. Yeah. Millions. Yeah. Um, And I think that makes it a lot easier to to eroticize it because, I don't know. Because of all that murder. Yeah. All that, all the, all the bloodshed. (laughs) When you put it that way. (laughs) You know, you don't really eroticize stuff that isn't that I- intense. Yeah, fair enough. Yeah. Can you give us your brief take on blood and why are people into blood? Yeah, that was my second choice, but I don't I don't think I could have talked about blood for as long as I can talk about Catholicism. Well, we did. We have had an episode about blood, so... <laughs> oh, you have? Yeah, yeah. <gasps> yeah, my friend Maxwell Lander... I feel like I must have listened to that. It's from pretty far. It's from a long time ago. Okay. Yeah, I'll I'll, I'll send you the link. Yeah. It's good. Yeah. Yeah, he talks about... I mean, we talk, talk about knife play and needle play and, like, lots of different stuff, but he also talks about his girlfriend um, putting her menstrual blood in, like, a bowl of vanilla ice cream. Amazing. I love that. <laughs> that story... That sound you hear is the sound of, like hundreds of people who like listen to lots of fucked up shit on this show and nevertheless are like about like (laughs) that one which is why i love repeating it yeah because people who are into some sick shit are like ah menstrual ice cream i can't handle it come on (laughs) see this is why i wanted to repeat it to you yeah blood for me is it kind of is adjacent to catholicism and is definitely part of some of the stuff that i've done and played with within Catholicism but 
it's the devotional aspect of it. Mm. So for me, a blood scene is always about power exchange. Yeah. You're taking someone's life force. Yeah. And doing, you know, whatever you want with it. So vampiric. <laughs> yeah. I wrote about my blood fetish in Fist 3. And oh, it's cool. actually all about vampirism. Nice. So, I don't think I've read that one yet. Yeah. I gotta read it. So I first was, I guess, interested in blood from being obsessed with vampires my whole life. Same. And you know, the the romanticism of that. I need this to sustain myself and I'm literally feeding off of you. And especially in, like in True Blood, let's say, where there's like oh, yeah. the fang bangers. And oh, they're yeah. like, you're, yeah, like I give my life. Well, so it's like, it's, a, can... it's like the best drug ever. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, I mean, it's romantic. It's beautiful. It's very taboo. Like a, a yeah. lot of people... If you're like, oh, yeah, blood, like, that's literally a Tuesday for me. <laughs> but people are like, oh, my, oh, my God, like, what do you, what do you do with it? Well, it, and it has to do with fear of disease. Right. And infection, which actually totally. is a lot, like, a lot of the, the metaphor of vampirism is about the fear of infection. But even today, that taboo persists with the idea of, like, oh, if you, like, let the blood, like, get out of control, then right. you are taking an unthinkable risk yeah. yeah yeah right which like everyone's be as risk aware as you want but yeah you probably uh, touch old blood on the fucking subway every day you know well you know i recently <laughs> i recently actually asked my doctor mm -hmm. um if menstruation presented a higher risk of any sti transmission hmm. uh than any other fluid yeah and she said no yeah we did like a test like an extra test for hep b and mm -hmm. hep c uh because they're bloodborne pathogens but right. you get this sort of sense of like you're squicked out mm -hmm. it's probably like a good thing to be squicked out by blood because right. if you like if there's blood outside of your body <laughs> right. uh and you're not menstruating might you might want to notice right, right. and that's the so sometimes that like squicked out feeling is you just noticing like hey are you where you are you where you're supposed to be <laughs> right yeah but like obviously if you're intentionally playing with that that's part of what makes you so high about it yeah i mean i don't know about you it makes me really high oh yeah the the first time that i made someone bleed i was like is this an orgasm <laughs> <laughs> And the, I still like, I do a lot of blood cupping and, and the second the cup goes on and starts to pull, like the, the, um, the droplets are getting bigger and bigger and it's filling up the cup. <laughs> yeah. It, oh yeah. Your Instagram uh, is oh, madness. It's so hot. What, uh, do you have uh, issues with being shadow banned? I think I've been shadow banned for like ever. Yeah. I don't even notice. Yeah. Honestly, you have a very I've given up. Instagram. Yeah. I've given up that fight. But also, I don't... I used to post a lot more stuff on Instagram, but everything just gets deleted. Yeah. So, I don't know. Either people report it because they decide they don't want to see blood, so they think nobody else wants to see blood. I, I post a lot more on Twitter because they are right. liberal with their policies about Lenient. that stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you were talking about True Blood and the idea of it as just being, like, devotional and 
seductive. Right. Taking someone's blood, I always consider they're offering it to me. Mm. They're giving it to me. And so it's like, yes, I will take your blood. And then what? I do what I want with it. (laughs) What do you do with it? (laughs) I have usually the, the most fun thing that I like to do is like just put it all over the place setting up the room like a like a dexter style like everything's plastic when i do impact with like spiky implements that's really fun because then it just splatters yes it splashes everywhere i have some permanent like stains on the white walls in my (laughs) in my playroom (laughs) using the cupping blood to just I have I have these chalices that are like from Catholic mass great so I'll put the blood in there and it just looks so beautiful covering each other with blood tasting it I've never like just full-on drank drank it but definitely like licked licked it and tasted it yeah, I used to, when I would get cut, you know, as a kid, like running around, I would always like immediately put it in my mouth. Yeah. You and suck your, your cut. Yeah. Totally. I, I just, I, I, I don't know where I got that idea, but I also remember being like really pleased with myself. <laughs> thanks for talking. We t- Thanks for taking a little blood detour. Although you really did with the chalice, you really brought it back to Catholicism. Yes. I started a few years ago a Catholic fetish Instagram. Oh, great. So it's called Divine Submission. Okay. And basically what I do is... I Is it still up? It's up. Okay, it's, I'm going to It's mostly it. photos of when I visit churches, like really pretty statues or stained glass or whatever scenes from churches. And then the captions are always really kinky Bible verses. <laughs> nice. Yeah. So I actually chose oh, one for you i oh, feel thank like you oh my god i'm not following this i need to change that <laughs> i feel like you would like this a lot this is ezekiel 23 21 i'm listening yet she multiplied her whoredoms huh. in calling to remembrance the days of her youth wherein she had played the harlot in the land of egypt for she doted upon and lusted after her paramours there whose members were like those of donkeys and whose emission was like that of stallions wow <laughs> you're right <laughs> Wow. It's wild, isn't it? What a bunch of fucking perverts. Emissions were like that of stallions. <laughs> I think the transubstantiation. Oh, yeah. That can also lend itself to like cannibalism, too. Do tell. Yeah. So transubstantiation is like the term for when jesus turned well like that's what happens to the eucharist you get the cheap little wafer yeah and then the minute that it goes into the (laughs) mouth of the person who's been confirmed it transubstantiates into the flesh of jesus yeah so yeah it's cannibalism yes except in my case because I was never confirmed. So when I ate that wafer, it was just a wafer. Sometimes a wafer is just a wafer. Right. Sometimes it's just a wafer. Like the the body and the blood of Christ. Like you can play with that also in a in a cannibal way. You're drinking Christ's blood. Yeah. You're eating his flesh. Yeah. What, uh, can you give us an example of a scene where you would really sort of 
like torment someone with that or I haven't done a a cannibal scene ever. You just it's just something that you're thinking about or like incorporating into the scene while or is it just it's just something that keeps you up at night? Yeah, it's something that keeps me up at thinking night. Thinking about eating the flesh of Christ. Yeah. It's just like they're all endless ideas for things that you can play with in your dirtiest ways. Yeah. The devotion and the the corruption and the humiliation and the punishment and you can add cannibalism onto that list. <laughs> In whatever way your freaky heart desires. Well, I cannot think of a better note to end on. All right. So it's been a couple of thousand thousand years. years. Uh Yeah. We just covered it in 90 minutes. (laughs) Yeah. That's all you need to know. How to pervert it on the way that it was perverted already. Yes. Well, Christine, is there anything coming up that you want to plug? Like a a butt plug shaped like the baby Jesus. (laughs) That would be great. I have... I have inserted a butt plug shaped like the baby jesus into <laughs> someone's butt oh my god it wasn't even a catholic scene she was just like i just really want to put the baby jesus in my butt that's amazing yeah oh uh, yeah there's actually a lot of sex toys now that are popular that are also catholic aesthetic themed those are great but plugs i'm always hopefully going to be doing more fist scenes yeah so number five when i'm ready when i've had enough time um in between uh i usually put a call for submissions out um and then you can submit to me digitally (laughs) and i haven't picked a theme yet but do you have any ideas Uh, i've been thinking about a breakup heartbreak kind of theme it's a good idea yeah nothing personal or anything no um <laughs> no, no dyke drama <laughs> none never <laughs> but other than that i always post what i'm doing on instagram and twitter so sweet yeah also maybe we're doing a thing at ps1 together oh yeah for kink out. i hope that happens yeah i hope so too yeah leather storytelling yeah i think so that would be so cool yeah very appropriate to everything we've talked about today yes. yeah we, we're we're starting now yes. getting a, getting ahead well a follow kink out for leather community events and and education and art making and uh all that stuff that we are involved in along with a lot of amazing other folks and anything else i think that's it thank you so much for having me oh my god thank you for being here i i i don't know enough about catholicism to like make a joke about I already made the peace be with peace, you joke. I was just going to say, peace yeah. be with you. And also with, with you. you. Yes. I learned. I'm learning. <laughs> yeah. Well, thank you so much for being here and for uh, teaching me a lot about uh, religion, which I uh, usually just uh, run screaming in the other direction from. So thank you for helping me to run screaming into its arms today. <laughs> of course.
Want to get a chiseled look in the jawline? Sculpt and shape your jawline with added volume from Juvederm Volux XC. Juvederm Volux XC is an injectable gel specifically designed to be robust enough to improve moderate to severe loss of jawline definition. And it is the first and only hyaluronic acid filler approved for the jawline. Add volume to your jawline for a chiseled look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M dot com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com.